Does Monday Raw have a Judgment Day problem? Are you one of those boob erds chirping along on the internet saying you're tired of the same promo at the start of every week and Damian Priest comes out and says Rise of Judgment Day and Rhea Ripley gets cheered and Finn Balor chimes in a little bit and Dominic Mysterio gets booed by everyone? Are you tired of seeing the different variations of the same main event featuring them, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio against, you know, Cody Rhodes? Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, yeah, you, you just can't see a storyline lasting more than three months, but also somehow having the payoff of lasting over a year. Yes, this is the problem with watching wrestling content week to week in 2023. We don't blame you. There's a lot of different entertainment options. The way people consume media this year is way different than they did even, you know, four or five years ago. The Judgment Day started off as a completely different idea with Edge at the helm before he was quickly kicked out of the group and they went in a completely different direction. It may have seemed shocking, even ridiculous at the time, but in hindsight, it turned out to be the right decision for all four members of the Purple and Black faction. Even Edge himself had to admit later that the JD became so much better off without him because his objective turned out to be a reality. Speaking to Corey Graves on the After the Bell podcast and earlier in 2023, he said he had been keeping tabs on the stars of Balor, Priest, Rhea Ripley from their NXT days and wanted to form a group that elevated him along with them. But he eventually realized they were swimming upstream and his leadership was something that fans found hard to hate. Yeah, he's still the edge they grew up loving. And when they saw his backstory, the incredible effort it took for him to come back, they simply didn't want to boo him again. They had already reached the pinnacle of sorts by becoming one of the few factions in WWE history to have all members hold championships simultaneously. A little bit reminiscent of Evolution at Armageddon 2003. If you're to look at who has benefited the most from the Judgment Day, the answer is clear. It's Rhea Ripley, and it isn't even close. She was always viewed as a future top star, but in 2023, she's managed to outshine some of the biggest names in the women's division, like Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Bianca Belair, to become the woman of WWE. The second has to be Dominic Mysterio, because he went from being a rather dislikable, nerdy character to an outright despicable heel, if not one of the most hated men in all of professional wrestling, getting a huge facelift and probably having some of the best character development on the WWE roster in the past few years. Damian Priest looks like he can take the judgment to the next level by becoming a world heavyweight champion if and when he can successfully cash in that money in the bank briefcase. Finn Balor is still a bankable big match superstar, and WWE could pull the trigger with him at any time and still have him main event a pay-per-view. He's just that good. So with this big new breakout faction running roughshod over Monday Night Raw and sometimes even over SmackDown, what's the problem? Why are we even complaining about this? Why are we even giving people any time on this little platform of ours to complain about it? Well, it boils down to a circumstantial issue on Monday Night Raw. Overexposure. Overexposure is something that can ruin some of the biggest names in WWE and just leave just enough of the audience feeling like they're seeing too much of them and then fans get sick of it pretty quickly. Isn't this just the nature of the beast with everything in entertainment? Don't believe us? We have some stats to back it up. As of this video, 45 episodes of Money at Raw have aired in 2023, and a whopping 22 of those episodes have been headlined by at least one member of the Judgment Day, making it 48.8% of Raw's main events this year. 
I can see why they can still carry that role and get all the heat and WWE's ratings and numbers and social media interactions prove that they're getting that heat. But still, you're going to hear people complain about it and say it's too much. Further, six episodes have had a member of Judgment Day in the opening contest. And it's really been amped up in June of this year. If you look at the stats from the 19th of June to the 6th of November, 21 episodes, 14 of them have been headlined by the Judgment Day. To put it into perspective, that's 66.6% of Raw main events in just four and a half months. They're just dominating the show and getting a lot of attention. But is it simply too much attention? In the same time frame, 14.2% of Raw's episodes have had the Judgment Day featured in the opening match. And that counts as 11.1% of the opening matches overall in 2023. Speaking by the numbers, it only took four months for people to start getting sick of it. Depending on who you talk to. There's still people booing them. There's still people cheering them. There's still people reacting. No one's really quiet, but you can see some people on the horizon saying, I've had enough of this. With the bloodline not being a full unit it once was, the Judgment Day has quickly emerged as WWE's most important faction right now. While it isn't uncommon for a top heel group of their time to dominate Monday Night Raw, the formulaic manner in which it is done has presented some things that remind people of a few examples of the past when it went south quickly. This isn't to discredit Triple H's reign at the head of WWE Creative. Come on, he's been hitting it out of the park and they'll give you those numbers too. But it's a little ironic that two examples we're going to mention of Raw's formulaic approach involve him. It's not to say the formula's broken, but we know the formula. The first is Triple H's reign of terror, as some internet nerds have dubbed it, between 2002 and 2005. We did a great video on that, by the way. Dig into that on our channel. And the second is the Authority's run from SummerSlam 2013 to WrestleMania 32 in 2016. In both cases, Raw would almost always open with the same 20-minute promo, and it got things tiring pretty quickly, which is why those periods in Raw history aren't exactly viewed as some of the best, depending on who you talk to. And we're not going to try and pretend like we can do it better than WWE or Triple H can because writing a show 52 weeks a year at three hours every single week isn't an easy task by any means. This was also a turbulent time in WWE's creative vision and execution and reportedly saw Vince McMahon regularly tear up scripts hours before Raw went on the air, changing things himself that left a somewhat scrambled, inconsistent story being told sometimes. But this isn't Vince McMahon's WWE really anymore. He may be an executive chairman of WWE's ownership group, TKA Group Holdings, but if the rumors are to be believed, the man above him, Ari Emanuel, has given the full keys to the creative kingdom to Triple H over Vince McMahon. And the Triple H era as a whole has been marked by WWE listening to the fans a little bit more and having a whole lot more execution with long-term storytelling. And to have Judgment Day be a real act, you need to have them out there for a significant period of time long-term storytelling. In all likelihood, Triple H is already aware of the overexposure issue, which is really just circumstantial. With Judgment Day having that spot, they're gonna get some of this flack. But doesn't that mean it's time to change things up? Or is it time to double down? 
The solution isn't to have Finn Balor and Damian Priest have a tense exchange teasing breakups every week. If done right, the JD can even run together for a few more years. But this isn't exactly where the key is. We live in an era of very short attention spans, and as WWE tries to create a new generation of an audience with Gen Z, an entire generation built on consuming 15-second short-form TikTok videos, it also means they're going to have to change things up regularly while still trying to do long-term storytelling. How will that change reflect on the Judgment Day? It is hard to tell, but what they have going for them is they have the cool factor. And behind all the hate for the stars like Dominic Mysterio, fans know that each individual member of the group brings something completely different to the table, and there's a lot more potential that can still be unlocked. Since WWE has been getting better at listening to their audience and taking what they hear and applying it on screen, we wouldn't be surprised to see things change up with the Judgment Day heading into 2024. Hopefully, Survivor Series War Games proves to be the end of one story between the Judgment Day and the group led by Cody Rhodes with Sami Zayn and Jey Uso, and it goes into an exciting way to pay off this story in a good way and have a fresh start for everyone involved. And if WWE goes in a different direction with the Judgment Day after that, who knows what 2024 will bring? Maybe they turn into good guys, baby faces. Maybe there's more members. Maybe different feuds. Maybe different factions rise up to challenge them. Either way, every star involved should come out looking better for it. So far, WWE has been hitting the ball out of the park in that department. So if you think they're overexposed, if you think you're getting too much Judgment Day, be patient. Be patient while watching the Purple and Black Attack every Monday night. Thanks for listening to this podcast all the way through. I'm Kevin Kelm. Yeah, I know that you're listening to this podcast. Go ahead and give us a five-star review wherever you're listening and check out all the other podcasts that we have popping up on this feed, including a new weekly show dropping every Monday with me and Nick Hartson called Rings and Rambles, just a loosey-goosey fan perspective on everything going on that weekend in wrestling going into the weekdays of wrestling. How about it? <laughs> 